Welcome to Women Finding Clarity, the podcast that ignites your inner power and guides you on a journey to uncover the boundless potential of the universe. I'm Pascal Cook Fernandes, your podcast host, business mentor, resident Reiki master, and abundantly aligned heart-centered friend. Join me every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time as we embark on a transformative adventure where we align our energies elevate our businesses, and thrive in every aspect of life. If you're an entrepreneur seeking lasting success and are ready to call in abundance like never before, you're in the right place. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Hello and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm your host, Pascal Cook-Fernandes, and as you can tell, I am just getting over some sort of a cold or a virus or something, which is why this episode is running just a little bit late. Um, Believe it or not, I actually sounded worse yesterday, which is when I actually would have recorded this for you. And so you Trust me, you did not want to hear what I sounded like yesterday. So besides the cold or the virus, I'm definitely coming in hot this week with high energy and lots of motivation. And some of that energy comes from the awareness of being with each of you each week. Some of it comes from the conversation I'm sharing with you this evening, which is with an absolutely amazing guest. And so much of it comes from a really exciting three-day event that I'm planning for November 15th, 16th, and 17th. The Business Breakthrough Challenge is the place to be if you feel like your life experiences and the lessons you've learned along the way have earned you a PhD in life. The Business Breakthrough Challenge is for you if you'd like to learn how you can turn your life's PhD into a profitable business. Here's what you can expect when you save your seat for this free virtual event. We will meet live via Zoom at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for one hour on each of those days, November 15th, 16th, and 17th. On day one, you will uncover your unique PhD in life, the key to your business success. During day two, I will show you how to start crafting your purpose-driven business vision. And on day three, you will unlock the secrets of a holistic business strategy. I created this event from a place of divine feminine energy because I heard you. I heard you when you said you're exhausted from the never-ending struggle of pushing to do more, to be more, to have more. I heard you when you said you know you have so much to offer others, but just aren't sure how to make that happen. And I even heard some of you when you said, who am I to think I have anything to offer the world? Instead, I encourage you to reframe and ask yourself, Who am I to not offer my gifts for the greater good? In a world that often feels like it's lacking humanity and is literally burning down around us, there's no better time to stand up, let your voice be heard, and bring your unique gifts to the world. Did I mention prizes? 
If you attend all three days live and participate in games and challenges that are designed to help you have an actual breakthrough to clarity, you can even win some pretty cool prizes. So stay tuned. More information to come on that once you save your seat. And you can save your seat for the three-day business breakthrough challenge by clicking the link in show notes or by going to www.womenfindingclarity.com forward slash profit. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together. Because when women come together, we can do anything. So back to my excitement about the conversation I'm sharing with you this evening. Earlier this week, I sat down and hit record on one of the many conversations with my friend and my soul sister, Tracy. If you dream of being able to fund your desired lifestyle, doing work you love, create an impact and income, and have the longevity to enjoy all of it so you can never again have to self-abandon or say no to lack of resources, meet Tracy Robin, often called the manifestation midwife by her colleagues and clients. Tracy has over 25 years of experience in transformation, personal and professional development, and mind-body healing. She is dedicated to empowering women worldwide to take charge of their overall well-being so they can have the energy, clarity, courage, and confidence to create the life they truly desire, both personally and professionally. A certified holistic life and business coach, Kripalu yoga teacher, author, and founder of three holistic businesses, Tracy is passionate about helping you live a healthier, happier, more fulfilling life. Her holistic inside-out approach to coaching is designed to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be while fostering greater joy and self-awareness. Think Tony Robbins with a more feminine touch. And if I dare say, much prettier than Tony. Without further ado, welcome my friend, my soul sister, Tracy Robin. Tracy Robin, welcome to Women Finding Clarity. Hi, Pascal. I'm so excited to be here. All right. You guys have to know that before we even jump into this conversation, Tracy is one of my best, most dearest friends in the whole wide world. And we've literally only known each other for about a year and a half. That's crazy pants. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy pants. <laughs> we met in an, on an online training together and just what? two months ago, maybe not even just last month, we met for the very first time in person. And I ran over to her car when she pulled into the parking lot, ripped open the door. She jumps out. We're hugging each other. And in my mind, I'm literally thinking, now I understand online dating. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that. It's hilarious, right? You don't know. You, it, I think it's, that's the the fun about like the internet world, you know, and this whole culture of like virtual uh, community, virtual community, because we literally like know each other so well and had never met in person until that moment. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's real. Yeah. You know, it takes me back to when I met my husband because we met at a wedding 
I lived in Maryland. He lived in Massachusetts. And so for nine months, we literally just saw each other on the weekends. But those first couple of months, I mean, we would spend four hours, five hours on the telephone talking to each other. So we really knew a lot about each other in just the first two weeks. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love it. And I think, I think that it gives us it gives us this space to really learn about one another in a way that we don't always have. I mean, and also let's face it, like there's a lot of times when you go out to restaurants and I see it all the time, people are like at a table with somebody who clearly they know and they're like this. Yeah. On they're just their like phones. on their digital devices. And so this is like, hey, I'm here, let's connect. And I want that, you know, it used to be that way in person and now it's sort of switched. So it would be nice. It'll be nice if we can make our way back to some sort of happy medium where it's not all virtual. And it's not all, you know, yeah, I thought the true hybrid, if you will, the true hybrid, your mouth, to God's ears, sister. <laughs> right. That's yeah. how I feel about you, though. I feel like you're my sister. Mm. And I mean that in every way. I feel like if something that you said or did bothered me, I could come to you with that. And I would feel safe in that. I love to celebrate with you. I love to celebrate you. I just such a heart connection that I want everyone in the whole world to know you. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I feel oh completely the same. <laughs> so I, I echo everything you've said. Yeah. yeah. You're amazing. So normally I'm often sitting in podcast conversations with a cup of coffee, but today I made a cup of tea. I have, I have tea too. Tea. I had a feeling you would. So I made tea. <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking Puka Love. Hmm? Sorry, that was hot. My tea was hot. But I also <laughs> want to say like, I did, it just sounded still funny. Like it sounded, mm -hmm. puka, puka is a fun, I, we have that puka tea, but it always makes me giggle. And when you said puka love, I was like, I don't know. Puka I'm love. having, I'm having a decaffeinated green because I can only have herbal or decaf because caffeine, I am allergic to it. Yeah. Except yeah. for dark chocolate. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So let's talk about that. You bring <laughs> up a really interesting point. You're a holistic life and business coach and you are the epitome of holistic. So let's start getting a little bit into that. Like, what's your story? Can you share with everybody your holistic journey? How did you get here today to be a holistic life and business coach? Cool. Oh, fun. Trip down memory lane. All right. So I think my first, my first guru was my dad even though I was like reluctant to kind of receive the message as we are as, you know, little girls going, oh, Danny, stop talking, you know. But I remember, so I had been meditating since I was about 12 years old. I, I was an only child for seven years and I spent a lot of time by myself, in my imagination, in my creativity, and I still do that a lot. Um, but I remember... One day I was watching TV as I do, because, you know, I'm a TV junkie. Um, <laughs> confessions of a TV junkie. Maybe that's so, what I'm, called I'm just going to say <laughs> that when I was younger, my family used to call me the TV guide because I could tell you what time and on what channel 
everything was coming off. Absolutely. I read it from front to back and I did the crossword puzzle. Okay. We didn't even get the TV guide. They just had me. (laughs) It's hilarious. So I remember one night I was watching TV and I was downstairs stretching and I was doing yoga. I did not know it was called yoga. I was literally just stretching. And my dad came downstairs, saw what I was doing. And all he said was, keep doing that for the rest of your life and you'll never grow old. And I was like, whatever, dad, leave me in peace so I can watch my show, you know, but it's stuck. You know, there's things that, that moments, those little tiny moments that stick. So fast forward, I was working in the music industry and the film and television entertainment industry and got really stressed out. I was working in the music biz at the time and my cousin came over to me and she said, you better go to yoga or you're going to have some sort of episode. And I was like, what, what's yoga? You know, like, I was like, honestly, I said, are they going to make me shave my head? Like, I didn't know. Like I, I've envisioned those, you know, the Hare Krishna guys dance, like playing music in the airport. Like, and I know that sound, that's very ignorant of me, but like, that's, that's all I knew. Cause I hadn't really studied yoga. Right. So long story short, I go to the class, the first class, I have this massive emotional release. And it was in that moment that I literally said to myself, I need to share this with as many people as I possibly can. And something triggered me to, to like, remember where the truth was. Now, when I was a kid, I was singing and dancing in theater. I was always stretching before dancing. And it was like, suddenly I came back home in that moment. Covered in chills. Yeah. Covered. Yeah. So there began my journey, right? So I was still working corporate and I started taking multiple yoga classes a week. I started to do what I call yoga hop because I instantly knew that I wanted to take a training and I needed to figure out which school I wanted to study in. So I started taking tons of classes all over, all over everywhere. And then I landed in my program and I got my 200 hour certification. And then I moved on to get my 500 hour certification and continued my education to become a yoga Alliance continuing education provider. So, and I've, I run my own teacher's training and stuff. So in the process of becoming this yoga teacher, my life changed, right? It was, it was never, and, and let me just preface it with this. I never went into this thinking I'm going to teach yoga. Never. Yes, I wanted to share it with as many people in the world as I could, but I went into it to really and truly deepen my understanding and practice of what is yoga and how is this connected? Because I so felt like this is not just on the mat work. This is life work. And so there was something, and I've been thinking about this before we got on this call today, I was thinking, what was the one thing about yoga that really felt like it springboarded me into my holistic life? was the tenet of yoga called Svadhyaya, which in Sanskrit means Mm self-study. And so for me, practicing yoga, it was not just about, oh yeah, I'm going to become a yoga teacher, get on the mat, let's do down dog, yada, yada. It was, what do you do when you get off the mat after you om? Like what happens? How do you take your yoga and live it? And that was really, and has been from the very beginning, my approach. And so that led to, and I mean, most yogis will tell you that the deeper they go into their studies, will say, well, their, their diets change and their lifestyle changes because we start, I was doing it as part of my training, but then it just became like, I don't want to put that junk in my body. Mm -hmm. 
And so simultaneous, I started doing cleansing and started changing and became more vegetarian, pescatarian. Anyway, so that's kind of, I think I answered the question. That was kind of like where I started to look at like, this is not just about diet. This is not just about exercise. This is not just about behavior and relationship. This is not just about action. It's about my inner thoughts, like what's happening on my inside world. And I was able to start seeing how my inside world was affecting my outside world. And that was just like, this is, this is where the juice is. This is where the answers are, not outside of ourselves, right? That's the sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And not only how your inside world is impacting your outside, but also vice versa. How are you allowing the outside world to affect your inside? Totally, totally. And if you're not prepared because, and that's, and I love that point because there's a lot of people out there and I kind of call it premature transformation because there's a lot of people that sit in yoga, they're like, I am the most enlightened yogi and I love you all. But like just sitting in yoga and meditation, just doing yoga and meditation and going, Oh, money, and like, everything's going to be great. And, you know, bring me a million dollars, whatever your wishes are there need, there's a missing piece, right? It's not embodied. It's, it's uh, only in the upper chakras. Right. And we talk about, and you as an energy healer, you and I speak this language all the time. Like, you know, there's, there's a world above the waist and then there's a world below the waist and like, or I should say above the heart and below the heart. Right. And the heart is sort of that central place. And we need to find a way. I think a lot of, a lot of people who practice yoga and holistic practices often want to be liberated, right? The path to liberation is that upward path, but we want to actually also live that heaven on earth, if you will, right? And that is through the path of manifestation. And if we don't get grounded, and if we don't really deal with the fear, the guilt, the shame, the grief that comes up, then we are blocking truly and fully living the life that we came here to live because we're we're stuck up in the ethos mm -hmm. right and no like physical ground to put our feet on and go hey here's a concrete e expression of me yeah preach because i'm just thinking back as you're talking of all the trainings i've had right through my reiki attunements one, two, and master, um, through the mediumship trainings that I've taken, all of it points back to, if you want to truly be up there, you have to first be down there. And so you have to heal those first, second, and third chakras. You have to balance them. You've got to clear out all the stuff and really be grounded and rooted in your own energy, in who you are, in who you came to be. Again, I'm covered in chills. All the conversations with you end up this way, um, <laughs> right? But that's when the bridge that is the heart chakra opens up to allow us to move into those upper chakras and end up in that amazing euphoria 
the ethos of everything. And, you know, I'm all about manifestation, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I can't say I want a money tree in my backyard that's full of hundred dollar bills, go to sleep and wake up and it's there. Right. And so I'd love to dig in a little deeper with you about manifestation because your nickname, you know, your coin, the manifestation midwife. And I want to talk about that because our businesses, we're birthing businesses, right? We are raising just as we would raise our children, we're raising our clients, we're raising ourselves, we're raising our awareness, we're raising our spirituality. So I would love for you to talk more about being the manifestation midwife. Yeah. I love how you said that we're raising our clients. So I am a child-free woman. Um, and I am 51 in this moment as we're speaking and loving every minute of it. And I think it's really interesting the words that you just use about raising our clients, because there is this concept, I think that as human beings, we think, well, I've lived this much life. I should have what, uh, why, if, if it's not working, then we think I'm not worthy of it. It's not meant for me. Uh, we get into these whole like stories that we tell the meanings that we give for the things I'm not good up. enough. Yeah, they're better all that than nonsense. Me. All that nonsense, all the judgments that come in, all the negative self-sabotaging, self-abandoning words and thoughts, right? The, the peanut gallery, if you will. And I have said it a million times to clients, to listeners, to anybody I can get my hands on. Like you have 50 some odd years or 30 years or 40 years or 50 or 60 or 70, however many years you've been alive, you have that many years of programming and practice. And that does not go away with a magic pill in one session, in three sessions, in five sessions. Like we're conditioned, you know, like, do you remember, I was just listening to something the other day and they talk about how, you know, when you first get in to drive a car. You don't know how to drive a car. Where's the brake? Where's the pedals? Where's the shift? What did that? And now we get in there and we could probably do six other things and we get to our destination. We don't even know how we got there. Unfortunately, that happens more often than not, I feel like. Right. And so the idea is to become more self-aware. And that goes back to that Svadhyaya study, right? The self-study. Like, who are you? How are you? How do you be? How do you react? Do you react? Do you respond? What are the things that are sort of these hot buttons that put you on the path to success, whatever, however you define that, or put you on the path to getting more of the same. That's really not quite where you want to be, but you've decided that that's familiar, that's comfortable, that's not going to cause me to do any other efforting that's unknown, that's going to freak my amygdala out and put me into fight, flight, freeze, right? Like, how do we how do we, how we manifest is to kind of comb through that. And it's not about living in the past. Like, cause that's not it. Like a lot of people will ask me that often, you know, how is it different than therapy? Right? Like I always feel like, I think they're both valuable. I think coaching and therapy are extremely valuable and important in this world. And I feel like some, and I have seen it in many of my clients where they've been in therapy for a long time and they kind of sit in the same space. Like they, they get, It's like healing and acceptance of something that's gone on, for instance. And as a coach, 
my job is to say, okay, so this is what happens. Let's heal that and take my hand. Let's move forward. Let's go forward. Where do you want to go? Tell me where you want to go and let's go in that direction. And let's look at, see what in the past is holding you back and tethering you to, to be able to step forward, step forward confidently, step, step forward with certainty, step forward into the vision of the life that you have that isn't being held back by fear, by, you know, ancestral indoctrination. Um, and, and it's such a magical, I feel like it's magic, but it's not. I mean, there's work to be done. And that's the thing. Like there is something you have to do something to get, you have to do something different to get something different. Okay. Manifestant manifestation midwife. That's exactly <laughs> it. You don't just say, okay, my nine months, my 10 months are up. Poof. Here's my baby. Right? You, you got to do the work to birth that baby. And if you want to make progress in any area of your life, you have to do the work. And exactly. I want to go back to something that you said, because this is something that I think is so important for all of us before we start on a path anywhere is how do we define success? Because mm. what success looks like to you might be very different to what it looks like for me, right? Yeah. So, and that's very individual, right? Yeah. I think it's important. You know, I can talk from my own experience, um, <clears throat> how success, you know, for many years, success for me was X amount of dollars in the bank, was having a 401k and health plan, and having a retirement plan, all those things. Now, those are not things that I don't want, right? But they also became not as much of a priority when I was going through the transition of leaving corporate to owning my own business. Um, what became really success for me was having a quality of life that I could get up in the morning and not be crying and not be like miserable that I had to go to a job that I would go to for eight hours and then come home and stay up until three o'clock in the morning. Cause I felt I had wasted eight hours. Like, and it's not that I wasted, but it was like, I didn't want to be, I wanted, there was more. Right. And I think a lot of the women and my clients that come to me, all, there's something about them that knows there's more, I want more. And sometimes we're afraid to ask for more, right. Is it okay to ask for more? Like a lot of times it's about giving people permission. Like, Yes, you can have, you can have more. Yes. And more, please. <laughs> right? Love that. Yes. And more, please. And I want to just quickly go back to the idea of how is coaching different than therapy? Well, let me just say this. I am a coach. I have a coach that I pay and I have a therapy appointment later this week. Right. And so I think that coaching and therapy are both so important. And the way that I like to define it is, you know, just to explain it is you go to a therapist when you have a dysfunction in some area of your life and you work with that therapist until that dysfunction becomes functioning. Right. Mm. But when you're merely functioning, it's just like you were just saying, like, but there's more, I know mm -hmm. there's more. And that's when you see the coach because right. the coach says, yes, there is more. And 
come with me because I can show you the path to get there. And that doesn't mean that because now you're working with a coach, you shouldn't or can't ever work with a therapist. I will see my therapist for two months, once a week. And then I take a break when I feel like I need a break. And I haven't seen her for a couple of months. And I messaged her last week and said, hey, I'd love a check-in. And so we scheduled an appointment for later this week. And I feel like it's just a tune-up. And I don't feel shame around it. I feel like it's a tool that helps me in my life. It makes my life better. My therapist, my coach, my friends, my family, it all makes my life better. Yeah. Tracy, you make my life better. You make my life better, Pac. Mm. <laughs> I love that description. I love that distinction that you made. I think it is, it is, there is definitely this, um, my life's pretty good syndrome that goes on. I have a pretty good life. I shouldn't complain. I should I just shouldn't complain. People have it way worse than I do. Yeah. I should. There's a justification of like yeah. good enough. Right. And I always like to think like, but how much better could it be? Like, can, are you willing to like, yes, accept and be grateful and dream up how much better it could be and at least make the effort to like, you know, create something bigger than yourself, create something that you've always dreamed of putting out in the world because it's been in your heart and in your soul. And it's something that you want to, you want to attempt to, to, to just try, like, even if we fail, you know, life is about experimenting and the more you do it, the better. And if you fail, at least you tried. And what is failure? Fail. I don't even believe in failure so much as it didn't work the way I expected or I had hoped or anticipated. What did I learn and how can I move forward from that? How can I take that life lesson and grow from it? Because yeah. everything's a growth opportunity, you know? And um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're here to do. We're here to grow and expand. And there is no failure, like you said, what it didn't work out how I expected. And first of all, let's just remove expectation. Let's just say, you know what? That seems interesting. That sounds like fun. You want to manifest? You start with fun because you're not going to manifest by living in the drudgery or the lack or the fear. You want to manifest? Start having a good time. Right. And lean towards the joy. Too, I think leaning towards the joy is really important as well. Um, and part of that whole manifestation process is understand is working through like what are those, what's the vision you want, right? Get clear on what you want and why you want it. It's a lot of like building your business or anything you want. Why do you want this? What is going and the why? I think people think like the why, oh, I need to know why. Like, it's not just about, I I have to have a reason. You're not trying to justify it to anyone else. And I think it's important if anyone here is, has listened to like Simon Sinek, who I absolutely adore. Oh my God. I love him. I know he's so great. And he talks about your why and finding your why and starting with why. And he has this great Ted talk too, which I totally love. But, um, 
it's not, your why is not about justifying to someone else. Your why is about what's going to keep me going even through resistance. Something so compelling that I don't care who says what or what's happening, I'm still going to move forward. I'm still doing this, right? Like it's a no matter what. Yeah. And that sort of compelling why is I think what we need to find as part of our purpose and mission, whatever that is. Cause I certainly don't want to die with my song inside of me. And that for me is like, what keeps me going. I've lost enough people. I think one of the other things that put me on this path to living more holistically and more fully is I lost a lot of people at a very young age. A lot of my peers, like I lost a lot of young friends when I was in high school, like two very good friends, particularly, and they were not even 19 years old. And so that was like impacted me so, so strong. Um, because it was instantly for me, it was like, I got to live my life twice as big now because there's two other people who aren't going to get to do that. And why would I let that go to waste? You know? So that was another piece for me is this idea that life is short. We get one chance in this body, in this lifetime, use it, use it. And so that's why I love to help people create what they want, whatever that is, whether it's healthier relationship, healthier body, a business they love, um, going on a dream trip. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Like I've been wanting to take this trip and I can't figure out how to do it, you know? Um, but being, being a coach and helping people go from what they're envisioning to the physical actualization and manifestation of that, which we were just talking was a seed a year ago, a year and a half ago. It's miraculous. It's, it feels like a miracle and a magical trick, but it's not. It's because they took the actions, right? Yeah. Action, act in order, right? Action breeds change. Like, and I think people think, well, nothing's changing. And I was listening to Abraham recently and, and you know, it's not that it's not changing. It's just changing to more of the same thing over and over again, because we're not doing anything different to make it different. Yeah. And to get different things, you need you, to make, get different results. You need to do different things. Yeah. And do things differently. Sometimes it's not even different things. It's different doing it differently. So sometimes uh, it's just a shift in mindset, a different mindset. Sometimes yeah. it's not even about different things or different actions. It's just about different thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a big piece of the work that I do with my clients is getting into the the programming, as I call it, you know, the wiring. Yeah. And I think that that's something that when we're used to operating in a certain way, it can be scary to think I'm going to change that. Then it's going to make me a different person. No, what it does is it, it's like, it's like going in there and vacuuming out cobwebs that are blocking you. It's not changing necessarily who you are it's taking away the things that aren't who you are but you've thought they were you so that you can be more fully who you are I know that sounds like that's a kind of a convoluted way to explain it but um it's actually a perfect way to explain it and it makes me think of my friend Jen Liss who has a podcast and her business is called Untethered 
right? Oh, I love that. I love that. Exactly what you're talking about is what she says. Like you have to untether yourself from those things. And so as you were talking about it, what I'm picturing in my mind, vacuum, vacuuming out those cobwebs, the cobwebs are the learned behaviors, the old stories that aren't serving you anymore of not enoughness, fear, lack, cynicism, judgment, shame, shame, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guilt there. And also it's the behaviors that come from those thoughts that are creating the reality that we're living. Right. So if you think you're not enough, you're going to behave differently than if you think like, um, my, my success is inevitable. It's a different, your outcomes are different based on the, the, the tape that you're playing in your head. Right. And when you change that, which takes time, right? It's like that undoing of years and years and years of practice. How do we change that? It's teaching the old dog new tricks, if you will. And when we do that, it is, I mean, I've seen people start businesses, change careers, um, start podcasts, you know, open their own healing centers, um, improve their relationship to the point where now they're like, having the best time with their spouse and they reignite their, their passion. Um, I've had women who not only quit their jobs, but they, they went on a dream trip that they've been wanting to do and were able to raise their prices. Like it just, it manifests differently because each woman, each person is different. Each person wants something different and there's no right or wrong in the desire, right? It's just that if you want to get there, you have to clear out the stuff that's blocking you from getting there because it's really easy for us to hit against these walls of oh that's not working like and I still work on this too by the way I just think that this is like I have my own coaches too so like and it's it's not a one and done in just the same way we have continued to practice our behaviors, when you have these new ways of thinking and doing, you continue to practice those new habits. And those then become your new reality, your new operate modus operandum, if if that's the right term. You're, I think uh, it is. I think it must be because here it is, right? <laughs> that's what came out. That's what came out. And so yeah. it's right. Your mode of so, operating. Yeah. Something I want to point out about everything you just said, and it's about all the people you've worked with and all the success that you've helped them achieve and, you know, supported them to do, right? Because they're doing the work. You're supporting them. You support me every single day. And I show up in so much vulnerability so often, um, you know, this is a prime example. And this is what I want people to understand about you is that, you know, I am not in the physical shape that I want to be in, right? I do not have the healthiest habits that I want to have. And yet in those things, I show up to you in my vulnerability sometimes And you just hold that space for me. And if I'm looking for some advice, then you offer that. And if I'm just looking for you to hold safe space, then you offer that. 
And never once have I felt shamed or guilted or judged or felt devalued or less than. And that's what I want of everything that you've said and everything that everyone just heard. That's what I want people to know about my friend, Tracy Robin. Thank you so much. I receive that. And it is one of the biggest pieces for me that has always been a priority. Even as a yoga teacher, the fact is without safety, there's no transformation. And if we don't create safe spaces for people to do the hard work, to show up fully themselves unapologetically with all the stuff, holding all the stuff that we do and do it in a way, in a pace that works for that individual, it can't happen because we tighten. We tighten and, you know, there's this expression of you can't hold a grain of sand, the, the sand in your hand too tightly or too loosely. If you hold it too loose, it falls away. If you hold it too tight, it just falls away. You have to find that balance. And for me, bottom line is there is no safety without transformation. And that is how I live my life with my interpersonal relationships, in my business, in my relate my personal relationship. And just that I try to always give that. And I, I appreciate that you feel that. And I so um I I am so grateful for the feedback because it means it it that it it comes through. Cause it's not something like I always I'm like, hey, you know, of course with my clients, I'm like, this is safe, this is confidential, <laughs> you know, like yeah. But like, I don't put a sign on me going, I'm a safe girl. (laughs) And you know what? It goes right back to living off the mat, what you practice on the mat. So we're right back there to the beginning. And, you know, there's no transformation without safety. There's no safety without transformation. I agree with all of that. And sometimes I think it's you holding the safe space for someone that allows them to give themselves the permission to show up, to even take the first step to make the change. And so you don't have to wear the sign around your neck that says, I'm a safe person. You exude that in the way that you live. You exude that in the way you show up for your clients, for your friends, for your husband, I've had the honor of meeting your husband and you guys are just adorable. Um, but I wanted people to really just hear that from a not businessy salesy place, mm-hmm. but from an one energetic being to another. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate you so much. You know, I adore you. Um, and I think I'm really glad that it comes through that, that living, what you said was this living off the mat, taking my yoga off the mat with me. It's, I've not thought of it that way, but I think that is truly what is, what it is that you're receiving is that I took that awareness, that self-awareness, you know, for me, and I talk about this in some of my marketing and, 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 um, you know, for me, it was like, how do you, live the life you want how do you find that the end result whatever it is how do you get from where you are to where you want to be it's through greater joy and self-awareness 
And man, if I have been self, if I'm not getting the Academy Award for self-awareness, sometimes like I've done so much inner work on myself. I think that's really important for people to know. Like I walk this talk. Like first yeah. and foremost, I'm the student. I am the coachee, right? Like, and I think that it's important for people to know that this work to get coaching and services from people who have done the work on themselves that aren't just getting the certifications, but are living it yeah. where the power lies and right? continue to do the work, continuing to do the work. Exactly. You know, I, I can't, I, you know, as a trainer, I've heard a lot of people like years when I was, when I first opened my studio and I was doing my yoga teacher's training certification program. And I remember people like, well, I got my 200 hours. So now I'm good. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, no, no, no. That's just your basics. Like we're going to continue training you. You're going to be continuing your lessons for the rest of your life, you know, because I've never been that person. I'm a lifelong learner. So for me, it's like, Ooh, Ooh, now what, what can I add to this? How can I put more in my toolbox? Because, and here's the beautiful part. I know you've experienced this as well. Is the more I have taken the more I give to myself the more I can give to others yes because that's how you keep what you've been given is you give it away you give it back right I think that there's this misconception for people to um make the investment in themselves oh I can't I have this other expenses and this and that but like you're the greatest investment you can make because what you do for yourself you give to everybody else in your life your kids your spouses your relatives your work cohorts you know like you just who you are in this world and how you show up and how you be comes from this inside out work comes from you understanding that it's not just about being free it's about creating what you want on purpose and knowing how to do that, knowing the how, because we all go for the strategy, but going for the strategy isn't going to be enough just to know how to do it because what's happening between your ears is still driving the ship. Right, right. You can have GPS on your car and plug in where you want to go and where you are, but if your windows are blocked off with like paper bat, you know, like craft paper and you can't see out the window, you're not going very far. Yeah. And that's sort of how I look at our bodies and our minds and our and emotions as, as like, I kind of always look at it like a car. Like we need to make sure that the wiring's updated, that the gas is in the car, that we have the guidance system, you know, that the wiring is all up to date and that you know, we have those tune-ups, as you said, right? You're going to your practitioners for the tune-ups. I wanted to say this too, like about having different practitioners. Like I have a, a general practitioner, but I also have a massage therapist, an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, you know, like <laughs> we go to different people, you know, my GP's like, why do you have all these people? You're a perfectly healthy young woman. I'm like, that's why I'm healthy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I make sure I have the people that I need for the different elements of my life and my body and my spirit and my mind. Cause there's not just one thing that's going to fix it all. And I think we're so, we so want the fast, 
the fast results. Yeah. And um, in this, this book that I'm reading about Kaizen, which is just this one step can change your life, right? It talks about the tortoise and the hare, right? Like we want the innovation, we want the fast action, but like sometimes that doesn't give you the foundation or the lessons that you need to get there so that it can be sustainable, right? And so we all want these fast, quick results, but sometimes, you know, it, it happens in universal time that's required. Um, but it, you, in order to really create it, you've got to, you've got to get this physical form of yours to be a vessel for that creation. Right. That's it. Because we're all just, if we're in, I don't even want to say perfect because that's, there's no perfect. Right. right. But if we're in tune with mind, body, spirit, all of it, we are a vessel through which the manifestation happens. And it's not about, I need to make all the money and hold on to it. It's about making the money and then letting it move through you and do its magic, right? And when you're that clear channel, it doesn't matter if it's money or love or health, or it doesn't matter what it is that you're manifesting when you're a clear channel and you do the work and continue to do the work to be the clear channel, the manifestation can continue because it all just moves through you. Yeah. Well, so I'm really excited about this work. This is, this has sort of been, it's kind of the undercurrent of everything that I do, right? Because if you want to live a more conscious, deliberate life, you need to know how to do that. And you need to know what's been stopping you from doing that. Because otherwise we'll keep trying to go for it and we'll keep bumping up the same resistance. We'll get to a certain point and bam, it's like anybody trying to lose weight. They've tried it and they haven't been able to keep it off. Well, why? Why is that? Because it's, and, and, oh, and we say, oh, it's because I started eating more. Or I stopped exercising, but, but why, if it was working and you got it, what is happening in there? You know, we live this body and mind. this is a recording device, this physical body. And so everything that we've lived is living in our bodies. And if we don't start to get aware and acquainted with ourselves, I mean, that's that's where the answer is that's the key to everything the answer is inside of us and it's not to say that we don't need to ask for support right because we can't you know fish don't see the water they swim in they oh. just right see what i mean you guys fish don't see the water they swim in <laughs> come on i know exactly what that means and i never would have thought of that in my whole life welcome to tracy robin ladies <laughs> Welcome to Tracy Robin. My little Tracy Robinisms. <laughs> I always say I'd like to put Eckhart Tolle in my pocket and carry him around with me. I feel that way about you, like you and Eckhart. Just <laughs> my pocket, hanging out with Eckhart in your pocket. That helped me through my day. Pretty sweet, I gotta say. Uh, I wouldn't wear that. That would be a pretty per cool person to share a pocket with. <laughs> right, pretty cool. So I'm gonna put a link um, to your bio site. 
And that way people can connect with you there further. Um, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if they subscribe to your mailing list, then you have a free gift that you give to them. Yes. There's, there's a free gift. Actually, I've got a holiday gift coming out. Um, that's good for all year round, but it's, uh, six, uh, what did I talk? I think I called it six simple strategies to indulge healthfully without re, re, uh, restriction or guilt. All right. I'm on my way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a, it's a pretty juicy, it's a really juicy little freebie. And then there's a video that you can, you can get if you want more on the full training that I did on it. Crazy. This has truly been my honor. It's everything to me to share a piece of my heart with everyone who listens to Women Finding Clarity, and you are definitely a big piece of my heart. So thank you so much for being here. And, you know, I'll talk to you later, or I'll talk to you tomorrow and probably the next day and the day after that. (laughs) The honor has been mine. I am so grateful and blessed to have been invited to be part of your amazing podcast. You listeners are so lucky to have Pascal every week. Um, And I am so lucky to have you every week. I am so grateful for you in my life. And thank you so much. I wish you all the best possible lives you can manifest away, get what you need, get the support you need, um, and keep coming back to listen because this podcast is freaking awesome. I'm sure that you can all see now why I love Tracy so very much. We have conversations like this all the time, only they aren't usually recorded. (laughs) She just makes my life better, and I'm certain she can do the same for you. As a reminder, you can save your seat for my three-day business breakthrough challenge happening at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Come spend an hour each of those days with me and other amazing women learning how you can turn your life's PhD into a profitable business maybe win some cool prizes, and have lots of fun. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Thank you for being in our Women Finding Clarity community. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share it with someone you know so they can find clarity from the conversation as well. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. See you next week.